0: The episode's title today is not one made as a joke or as a punchline. I am unfortunately deadly serious when I say that this week we are discussing 10 songs that have personally helped me uh, sort of deal with the coronavirus and the general landscape of not only America right now, but the world as a whole. I feel, at least for me, it was necessary To do a little bit of a different episode this week and go solo, as I, of course, am practicing social distancing and you should too, but to go solo and slow things down a little bit this week and simply just give music recommendations because it is, although they often fall on deaf ears to my peers and contemporaries, it is one of my favorite things to do. And I feel like it is a necessary thing to do this week. So, this is the Art School Albums podcast with your host, Case Lowe, and this week is a playlist of 10 songs that are helping us cope with corona, and I'm glad to be here with you for that. Before we get into the playlist, just a few things of note. This is being recorded on Monday, March 16th. All of the knowledge that you might have on Thursday about what's going on, I currently do not have at this time of recording, so I hope things are getting better. I hope people are being smart. I hope people are healing up. Uh, But I do fear that things are only going to get worse and that for the next month and a half, two months, you know, best case scenario, two months, we're looking at a very altered state in a very different world than the one that we're familiar with. And I'm not breaking any ground by saying that. And by saying that, we need to be careful. But this is not going anywhere anytime soon. And the ramifications of even this past week, let alone what's to come, are going to be felt for a long time, and it's easier said than done, but I think it's just very important to be kind, and to be patient, and to be smart, and to be giving, and just to be careful, because like I said, uh, this altered reality that we're living in is going to become the reality, at least for a time being, and... Lives are getting changed. This country, as we know it, is being shifted as we speak. Uh, It's scary. I've been scared most of this past week, and I'm not someone who uses that word in particular, scared a lot, but that is the way I've been feeling because there's so much unknown and there's so much yet to unfold that it is just that. It is scary, and, you know, I don't think I'm being a, a doomsday prepper or being unrealistic when I say to buckle in because this is kind of what we're looking at but the good thing is that music is still there and while we're all self-quarantining ourselves there's plenty of music to be listened to and that is sort of the great thing about this is that you know in times of struggle in times of strife in times of desperation There's always going to be a soundtrack to that, and and it is perhaps wrong or juvenile to say that. I don't want to make this sound like I am creating the ultimate soundtrack to staying inside and creating this soundtrack to uh, the casualties around us, but... It is what has helped me sort of navigate these past few days is having, you know, just these songs that for whatever reason bring me comfort. So we're going to go through those in just a second. These are very specifically the songs that have made me feel better. I guarantee not all 10 are going to be from you, or I guess for you rather, but I do hope that you can take a song or two away from this and incorporate it into your life from here on out. As of now, the plan next week is to have a normal episode, something that was taped uh, before this is being recorded. A great episode with the hilarious Charlie Olch. We discussed one of the most underappreciated punk rock records of the 1990s. Uh, That is something to look forward to. And then from there, I don't know what the podcast is going to look like because things are going to become very different. Uh, I will be in Indiana at that point, not in Chicago, so my frame of resources and references is going to be altered. The plan as of now is to still produce some sort of weekly content because I enjoy doing it and because we're all going to be looking for content to consume for the next, you know, month, two months, however, for for the, the extended period of time, we're all going to be looking for as much content as we can to possibly consume. So the goal is to still do something weekly. What that is after next week, I really don't have a clue, but we will figure it out. And that is OK. Final housekeeping note before we get into the playlist. Uh, times are very tough for everybody right now. Uh, the creative arts, the live arts and entertainment field, specifically, are being hit very hard by this, I don't want to tell you what to do with your money, I don't really care, I just hope that you're being generous, and if you have any sort of investment uh, emotionally in performers, and touring acts, and comedians, and musicians, and just everything on the spectrum, that if you are financially able to, to kick back in some way um i know bands have been encouraging their music to be streamed on Bandcamp because they get a higher share of the streams from there buying physical music and merchandise from the bands themselves is a great way of going about things specifically for me in chicago the one recommendation that i will give if you are looking to throw some money someplace uh the playground theater in chicago is a black box theater that houses uh all sorts of uh comedy and performance art and just different stuff, and it's a very open space where young people have been given a platform to figure out what they want to do creatively. uh, And They are shut down for the time being, so if you would like to send money to the Playground Theater, which is a vital part of just figuring out who you are as a creative, their Venmo is at the Playground Theater, you can send money there. That is my one recommendation, I don't really care what you do with your money. I just care that you're being kind, and they are specifically one that for me, uh, they've been a big part in just me figuring out who I am. Quite honestly, so I would recommend uh, the Playground Theater if I am going to at all. But just be smart and be kind with your money, and let's hear the first song of this playlist, and then I will discuss it after that. But this is Big Thief, Mary on a coping with coronavirus playlist. Burn up with the water. The floods around the plains, the planets and rows, who knows what they contain? And my brain is like an orchestra. I can assure you right now, not every song on this playlist is going to be as uh, just gripping and arguably as tragic as this song. This is perhaps a bold move to start things off. But when news started pouring in about just how serious this could be and how, you know, we really need to be careful about the precautions we're taking and just being smart with our lives. For whatever reason big thief was the first band that i turned to and they're they're a band that i have not not a complicated relationship with but i would be in record stores constantly in the summer of 2017 2018 and the record that this is on capacity was always it felt like it was staring at me and if you've seen the record it's people you know facing outwards i felt like the eyeballs were following me a little bit because it looks like an album that I would love. And every time I walked by, I'm like, oh, big thief, I got a rumor to go home and listen to that because that looks like something I would enjoy. There's just a certain level of tragedy and just discomfort on the album cover that I was like, oh, I bet that's, I bet that's right up my alley. Um, And then I never did that. And uh, during the summer of 2019, I was in New Hampshire one night at a taco bar. It was late at night. Uh, I was in a group, but perhaps disassociating a little bit. And, all of a sudden I heard the song onto the background, and I was like, oh man, this is this is different. like I, I whatever this is, I like it. I asked around. they did not know what the song was. so I pulled out the Shazam app, which is still to me the most impressive feat of technology there's been because I don't understand the science or the algorithms behind Shazam. But I'm so glad it exists, because it has helped me discover so much great music, and Big Thief was one of those bands. Now, this was not the song playing in the Taco Bar, luckily, because that would have ruined everybody's night. Uh, the song that was playing was Shark Smile, which is also off of this record Capacity. But there's something about Mary, this song, that, and I realize this will almost sound like a parody of all songs considered when I say it, but there's almost an earthy tone to this, an earthy quality. I feel very grounded Listening to this and in times of desperation and anxiety and just worry and panic and fear, something like this I mean, it's a heavy listen and it's a long song. It's one of those that it, you know, as much as I've listened to it this week, every once in a while it'll still sneak up on me in the latter half of the song. I'm like, "Ah, I I can't do it right now. Can't do it right now. I got to skip to the next one. But there's something beautiful about the studio version uh there's a great version of them at the pitchfork festival from 2018 that's a little bit faster a little bit more upbeat i'm a huge fan of that as well but there's something about big thief specifically in this moment that has spoken to me as like yes this is the sound that i am going for and the sound that i kind of need in my life right now so that was mary and then track two is fox by dogleg So here's the deal with Dog Lake. So they are a band that has been on my radar for about a year now. And around this time last year, I had numerous people talking to me and saying, yo, Dog Lake, you got to check them out. You got to see them if they come to Chicago. They're going to put out a record. It's going to be great. And there was just enough of that. And it was, you know, only a handful of people. But I am so broken in the way that I operate where I, I, it's, there's no conformity in listening to dogleg, but the fact that you are aware of this band uh, means that you are on some sort of alternative path in your life. But even just the handful of people that were recommending them to me, I was like, oh, they're probably not that good, whatever. They're they're gonna be the new it band and whatever. I'm just gonna blow them off for as long as I could. And I did that uh, because I'm ignorant and because I am just Wrong in the way I am constructed, because as it turns out, Dog Leg is as good as everybody was talking about, and the record that came out just last Friday, March 13th, that was like Friday the 13th, mind you, uh, Melee was excellent. This is a top-to-bottom great record. It is something that will be discussed Uh, unless we are in for one hell of a year, it feels like a top 10 record to me. And Ian Cohen of Pitchfork agrees, not only was it given an 8.6 out of 10 on Pitchfork, but it was awarded Best New Music. There's something about this band that feels very much in the moment. And uh, I've been talking on the show recently, uh, mainly in the My Chemical Romance episode, about kind of the four waves of emo. And if you look at the post-hardcore kind of start of it with Rites of Spring and Embrace, you go into the 90s, uh, early 2000s with the big commercialization of it and your My Chemical Romances and whatnot, and then sort of the emo revival that was my foray into the genre with your Joyce Manners and your modern baseballs and whatnot. I almost feel like we're approaching this fifth wave, which is uh, very nerdy and irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, but it feels like we're in this sort of post-revival era where bands are becoming very self-aware Of their existence in the emo stratosphere, and instead of running away from those labels like so many bands did, especially bands during the emo revival of you know it's not a revival, we've been doing this the whole time. You this is just good music. Don't don't call us emo. Which there was a lot of that, and you know part of that was just to break certain stigmas of misogyny, and you know they didn't want to be mall punks. They just wanted to be in a band that made good music, and I understand that completely. But we're now looking at these what i'm labeling as post-revival bands of bands like dogleg or beach bunny from chicago that feel very aware of the space that they are operating in and they feel very aware of the fact that the music they are making is going to be perceived in a certain way and i find that specifically to be very interesting and i think doglegs melee is a record of self-awareness and a, a record of kind of pride in who they are, and it's great because they have nailed whatever formula they were looking for. I'm so glad that this record turned out the way it did, and this song in particular, Fox, is, is loud and chaotic and explosive. It doesn't really break the mold of a lot of shout punk that feels very common, but it's also not tired. There's something about this that has an energy to it that is undeniable, and as we continue to lock ourselves indoors, and we hit the doldrums of quarantine or so, uh, social distancing whatever however you want to you know chalk that up as there's going to be a point where you need some sort of energy and some sort of pick me up and i think dog legs fox is the track to do that a rainy day by columbus ohio's the sidekicks i am fascinated by the way that these sidekicks operate where they seem like every band's favorite band like they put out this record happiness hours uh, in the spring of 2018 which blows my mind that it was may 18th, 2018 because i very much remember this record coming out and It was one that flirted with my top 10 last year, but when I saw just 2018 specifically, I was like, oh my God, this record's been out almost two years now, which is crazy because it's one that I liked a lot and I saw the sidekicks last year and they were great, I don't, nothing about this like screams like favorite or like great to me. I mean, this is a great song in particular. The record's very good, but it was like, oh my God, I've been listening to this album specifically for two straight years now. And Mix for Rainy Day has always been uh, the song that I've gone to. But there is something about the sidekicks where like they put out this record and everyone I saw praise it, which it is a very good album, but it just seemed like it was bands that they either have, uh, or will tour with at some point everything was just like yeah what am i listening to right now sidekick's new record so good i saw zero of my friends zero civilians like oh man that sidekick's record was great it was purely people in bands which is not an insult at all but it was the one thing that i kept picking up on of like if i go to an instagram story and somebody's talking about what bands they're into right now what 100 percent of the time if it was a musician in this scene they were putting over the sidekicks and they were putting over happiness hours because it is a great record, and this song, like I said, I think is the best one on it. Very simple here. Uh, I think this is a calming song. I think this is a nice song. This is on the rare occasion that I am getting handed the ox chord in a public setting, and I don't recommend that I ever have those privileges, because not only will I tense up, but the whole room will get very nervous about what's about to come, because... I, they think I'm going to put on like an 80s hardcore deep cut or something. Although, you know, I don't understand social cues greatly. I have enough social awareness to know not to do that in most settings. But The Sidekicks Mix for a Rainy Day is a song that. I have shown people that they have enjoyed. I think it's a funny song with the lyrics kissing that crush, uh, but then what if it just falls flat, like a hope to swing for the fences, but you forgot the bat, or what if you don't even play sports at that. There's stuff like that that's very quick, very repetitive, very rhymey in this song that is nice. It's a song that gets stuck in my head to this day, and it is one that as we look out the windows and we look towards the future, Mix for a Rainy Day just feels like a song that should be on everyone's mind Of kind of just like, oh, okay It's not that bad I mean, it's not good But it's not that bad alone In a woman's room I know I wake alone that I- I can only get myself out of the bed for fear. Never lying in this bed again. Oh Christ, I'm known that spread. Oh no, oh God, I am. Track four on this playlist is a track from the band Cursive and Frontman Tim Casher. This is the recluse. Cursive is a band that I've been told by a few different people now that like oh you've really got to dig into that stuff because they were doing a lot of unique concept albums when they first hit the scene and it's all stuff that I've been very intrigued in and just haven't had the time yet to go in and dive in Uh, I think I'm gonna have the time very shortly to do whatever I want and listen to whatever I want Uh, but this is a great song this was discovered by me off of the Vulture 100 Best Emo Songs of All Time article that came out a month ago if you have not read that it is Perhaps my favorite piece of literature that's been put online in quite some time. Ian Cohen, who I referenced earlier, who is my favorite music writer, and a few others got together and created a comprehensive list of what they think are they are the 100 best emo songs of all time, and is on Vulture. There's a great write-up of just kind of the history of the genre, its misconceptions, and just the the way it came to be what it is, which is stuff that I talk about on the podcast all the time, but Ian Cohen does a very good job of just kind of laying things out. This song was number 30 on the list, and there's something about this song that has been uh, just quite comforting lately. Uh, the, the whispering nature of it, it feels a little smothering in a time where everything feels so distant. It's good to just have this, like, close proximity. I almost feel like I'm locking eyes with the singer as he's singing it, even though we're existing simply in an audio space here. And then there's something about this song that also just feels very present and very relevant right now because there's it's existing simply as almost like an inner monologue rather than some sort of narrative of what was being done and what he was doing. We're existing in the thoughts of the singer in the song, and, and in the song, he's doing nothing. He's only there sitting and thinking and wondering about kind of what comes next in his life, but there's no great movement. There's no great action. We are simply existing in his thoughts, and I feel like that has been something that I've been trying to do over this past week of, of being very introspective, uh, realizing that things are changing and that just... Simple comforts and luxuries that I've had are going to be altered, at least for the time being. And I think this song, for whatever reason, has really spoken to me of just looking inward and trying not to panic, and realizing that everything is going to be okay. And as we think about the future, uh, I turn to track five. The sea is a good place to think about the future. This is by the band Los Campesinos. A band that I also just recently discovered. Let's hear a little bit of this now. Uh, The Sea is a good place to think about the future. Feeling like being really existential within the next few days. I give you the sea is a good place to think of the future. This is Los Compensanos, a Welsh band with a Spanish name and a fascinating history. And another band that I was completely unaware of, at least cursive, I had heard of them and they were on my radar. This was a band I had no idea existed until I read the Vulture Top 100 Emo Songs of All Time list. This clocked it at 90. And this whole album is really something special. The album is Romance is Boring. It came out in 2010, 15 songs, 48 minutes. I've never heard stuff like this. Uh, There's an element of post-rock there. There's just these big, grandiose themes. There's tons of horns and backing vocals. It's a very big, full sound that I don't typically gravitate to. I mean, there's almost an opera element to just the album as a whole with how big and how important it feels yet i'm completely captivated by the idea of this record and this song in particular is uh it's a lot this is i think similar to mary uh the first song that we heard where it's like oh okay things are gonna get a little real here and that is uh frightening But if there is a band like this that can lead you through that, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend the entire album. It is something that I've been listening to from top to bottom uh, since I heard it for the first time a few weeks ago. And much like Cursive, it is a band that I plan on diving into as we continue to go about our days. I'm a huge fan of this album. I'm a huge fan of this song in particular. It's something that is really moving uh, for me, which is surprising just the way that I feel about this song, given that it's a relatively new band, I don't really have a ton of context for who they are, uh, but ever since I heard this, and especially over the past week, uh, I have been thinking about the future. I'm not sure the sea is the best place to do that. I currently look out a window in Chicago, Illinois, and this feels safer than the sea, than the beach, than being around any sort of civilian Uh But we're all going to have a lot of time to sit and think. And I hope that humanity uh, sits and thinks and reflects and then hopefully changes their course of action on many things. But who knows if that will happen. But at the very least, uh, the world can still be troubling. I don't like saying the world is awful because I just think that's painting with such a broad stroke. And I I find that to be uh, ignorant and upsetting and just the world's not awful. I mean, it can be for some people, but you get to interact with people and you get to eat food, and it's not that bad. Uh, but the world can be a scary place, and it can be a troubling place, but when you have bands like this that can create art like this, things are certainly much better than they could be. Well, everyone's got something they're afraid of And my dear, oh, I fear losing you Don't think I won't be there if you need me. It's just sometimes I get scared to know. We move from post-rock to folk punk with track six and the song set ourselves free by a band, The Wild. Who I don't believe are still making music, which is a shame because I really liked what they were bringing to the marketplace. They were one of the many folk punk bands that my sophomore and junior year of high school, um, although some of it doesn't hold up and some of it I am no longer interested in, uh, were bands that really connected with me at the time, and it was just a style of music that... Uh, growing up and listening to just whatever was on alternative radio, uh, whether that be 90s grunge and alternative or whatever, you know, 2000s and 2010 rock music became, hearing just music like this instrumentally, let alone the lyrical content, was so exciting and intriguing and just different at the time. And The Wild were one of those bands that stuck out to me. Uh, They were a band that helped me realize one that anything jeff rosenstock has his name attached to is worth listening to and jeff rosenstock helped produce this record uh and this record was released through asian man records which uh boy if there was a record label that you should go out and help support uh during these times i would turn your attention to asian man records which is run by mike park who was one of the nicest men in the world one of the nicest men i have personally ever had the pleasure of meeting uh he is responsible for most great contemporary music really i mean he started uh by putting out some ska stuff which you know we all make mistakes but uh the first alkaline trios were released on asian man uh Andrew Jackson Jihad had a string of records through there. Uh, He's helped Antarctica Vespucci. He's repressed bomb the music industry. He is the nicest man in music. He Even the the first Joyce Manor record he helped put out. um, He is the nicest man in music, and it will be a great shame to the music industry and to this scene specifically if we lose the resources of someone like Mike Park. And as for this song... It's a little upbeat. It's a little nice. Uh, there's a kind of a, a somber undertone to it, but I think if you listen closely and if you pay attention, it's a song about just getting better and however you want to frame that in this current climate. Uh, more power to you, trying to get better in whatever way you possibly can. And this is just a song that has uh, always existed in my... Uh, universe ever since I first heard it which is now god you know five years ago maybe uh and it's always been one that I've kind of dragged along to different settings of my life I really enjoy it and it's a song that I feel like most people need to hear at this point in their lives go from there a song that i was very familiar with to a song that i was recently introduced to the band is mountains for clouds the song is full disclosure and it is off the album anxious and aware which was released on february 21st of this year when we talk about just i you know i don't want to keep referencing emo music because i don't think all of these songs fit into that category but this is just classic like american football Sounding emo music, which makes sense given the fact that the band on their Bandcamp page described themselves as, and I quote, a twinkly math emo band, which now is not the time for me to get into my thoughts on the idea of math rock being a thing. Uh, that will come because I do have a ton of interest in discussing American football and the positives and negatives that come with American football at some point, but today is not that episode. Uh, but what I do love is this album in particular. It's one that. I think really went under the radar, and I recommend that if you have not heard it, giving it a thorough listen, Uh, the band, like I said, is Mountains for Clouds. This song uh, just works for me. I think the drums in it in particular at this moment, uh, I don't want to say they represent uh, maybe the pounding that is going on in my chest or the pounding that is going on in my head, but I do think the drums in particular on this track are mixed exceptionally, and they just sound so damn good. A very interesting song, one that, you know, uh, is perhaps a little too down for what I'm going for here, because I don't just want to compile a playlist of songs that are depressing or uh, are harmful in whatever way, but man, I really like this song, and I think more people need to hear this record, and I hope that this can be their gateway into that. I don't know how I've ignored the band Hop Along all all these years because they are right up my alley and this song, Tibetan Pop Stars, uh, has been perhaps my most played song of this past week and it's not because it's particularly deep or it speaks to me in this exact moment all that well, although it is a song to some extent about letting go. But really, first of all, it's a very funny song and if you read the lyrics, I they're just the the concept of this song is very just hilarious to me i love that uh, i find the final lines no one deserves you the way that i do given the context and the way this song is structured uh normally that would be a heartbreaking uh romantic lyric here i look at it as a punchline i think it is a very funny way of going about this song but it would not be an episode of the Art School Albums podcast if I did not recommend uh, at least one song that could be framed as a song for the hopeless romantics, and this would be that song. I also have a weird place in my heart for anything Tibet related, uh, given that about a year ago, I was walking to work when I was still working at Chicago's Water Tower Place Mall, which is the tourist mall of all tourist malls here in Chicago, and this was around nine in the morning on a Sunday. And I walked by a group of what I would say is six protesters, uh, just all holding free Tibet signs very proudly, uh, doing their thing, expressing their civil liberties and their freedom of speech. But it was a very strange time to claim that Tibet needs to be free, and it was very low in manpower. And that, that just gave me so much joy, and I thought that was so funny, just the context of that entire situation. So when I finally started diving into Hopalong and I saw the song title, I knew it was going to be the song for me. And then it turns out it is a beautiful song. There is something about this and I, that is just I, I needed I needed a song like this in that moment. I don't know if it's just the idea of a strong female voice uh, that is so comforting to me as that is something that I, I Often turn to I have said many times I could never see A male therapist Uh, The idea of Talking to men More often than not uh, Sounds awful To me There is something About a strong Female leader That I am very much for Uh, And it just so happens That the leader We turn to here Is the band Hopalogue And I am all for that Uh, One of the few Male voices That I enjoy Is the voice Of Pat Flynn In his new Ish band Fiddlehead In the song Lay Low was the singer of have heart the legendary boston hardcore straight edge band and is now spending his time when he is not teaching uh, high school history classes he is spending his time as the front man of fiddlehead which when i think about the bands that i haven't seen live that i am still able to or at least uh, god willing will be able to at some point fiddlehead is at the top of that list it is strangely them and bell and sebastian as kind of my one and two right now, but Pat Flynn is someone who uh, I became aware of, you know, probably six months ago, um, and was someone that immediately spoke to me and just his core values, and the way he goes about himself, and that's not even necessarily uh, speaking to the, pack, the fact that Pat Flynn is straight edge, uh, although that's great, and I am all for more straight edge bands uh, making music and just doing their thing, because I think the world needs a little bit more of that, uh, but Pat Flynn is someone who is a very positive human being, uh, he's someone that preaches non-violence in the hardcore scene, because no one uh, should have their ass kicked simply for attending a hardcore show. Now, if you, if you act a fool, uh, things could happen, but uh, there's, there's no need to beat each other up when the world is beating us up as much as it is. And Pat Flynn is a big believer in that, and his 2018 record, Springtime and Blind, is an intriguing album. I, for some, it could be a heavier listen because it is about losing a parent, and we are obviously in these times where uh, people of a certain age are at risk. Uh, and we're starting to see, for really the first time, in our generation of people uh millennials and to an extent gen z really worried about the safety and the well-being of their parents whereas maybe uh generation x has been dealing with that for some time now but we're now seeing kind of an immediate fear and panic around those that are older than us and this record touches on uh pat flynn losing his father and it's a very emotional listen but it's all sort of constructed in this uh hardcore setting which is what pat flynn does and it's what i want him to continue doing and it's great to see um but this is, this is a beautiful song. The first verse uh, deals with just the changes in life. And then the second verse, which you just heard, you know, watch your kids grow, see them leave home in a breeze without ease, feel your throat choke. There's a lot of stuff like that in this record that if you, if you listen to it and you read the lyrics, because Pat Flynn's vocals are buried in the mix quite a bit. But when you start to read the lyrics, you go, oh my God, that's really something. That's really brilliant. And that's what I've always at least for the time that I've uh been listening to his music, so I don't wanna say I've always been that way because it's, you know, really only been six months, but I have always appreciated that about pat flynn and the way he goes about constructing art and creating art i think he is someone that people should look up to as some sort of mentor or role model because i really think the work that he does is impactful and i'm glad that he still has a platform to share his thoughts and feelings with the world and i think Lalo is the perfect place to start <laughs> Playlist with To Be a Ghost by Jeff Rosenstock. This is off of his 2016 classic, Worry. I remember when we did our album of the year podcast, or I did, because it was the only other episode I've done solo. Jeff Rosenstock came up at some point, and I don't remember why, but he was my artist of the decade last year. Worry was, in my opinion, the second best album of the 2010s. It is a 10 out of 10. It is a modern classic. And Jeff Rosenstock was right. Well, there's no other way to say it. Jeff Rosenstock was right about a lot of things that were touched on and worry about. uh, Just these social issues that are at stake, the political implications that are still relevant to this day. And although To Be a Ghost is written uh, as a way to speak on uh, police brutality and sort of just the unchecked power that a lot of forces in this world have, uh, it feels very relevant right now because a lot of people are ignoring people much smarter than them and much wiser than them. And we're about to hit a turning point in society, I fear, where we're all just going to be living in our own reality and in this fake world that we've constructed. And whatever digital creation we've come up with, we now enter that into reality and we're all living In a different existence rather than coexisting as one and the line which is in the first verse which is not the portion that i played because i like the way the song picks up at the end but in the first verse when he's saying uh no one will listen up till you become a hashtag or a meme just uh, it feels too on the nose almost it feels too present uh given just the way people have been ignoring calls for safety and calls for concern and if you're one of those people, I I would really suggest looking in the mirror and being smart about the way you spend your next few weeks because uh, you might not think that what is going on right, all going on right now impacts you, but I promise you in some way it will come back to bite you. And also it doesn't matter if it doesn't affect you because it affects people around you and it affects your community and it affects the city you live in and the state you reside in. And it affects the world. And that's what matters, is that we're now dealing with a global issue. And if you are not pulling your weight, uh, I really think you need to take a look at yourself. And Jeff Rosenstock has always been about accountability and making sure that his shows are safe and making sure that the environment around him is safe and productive. And it's unfortunate that what we heard on Worry and that we heard on his follow-up record, which was released on New Year's Day 2018 post it's unfortunate that those themes are still relevant and that those songs feel like they could have been put out yesterday because that is uh, the reality that we're living in is uh, we're trying to change constantly, but there's just not enough people there. And that's not a statement that is meant to be given politically, but just as as the world progresses, a lot of people are trying to change and too many people are digging their heels in because really, I... I'm on the same page as Jeff Rosenstock of just trying to make the world a better, friendlier place. And to be a ghost, uh, for some, should hopefully be a wake up call. And for others, uh, it should be a call to action and a call to realize that what we're doing here is important and that just being on this earth is important because living life is one of the greatest gifts you can have. And I am just, I'm so thankful that I have been. Uh, given every opportunity that I have and that I'm here and that I exist around the people I exist in and you know, times are scary and things are going to be changing, but we have to get through it because it's what we have to do. And there's no other option. And I think Jeff Rosenstock is on the same wavelength as me there. And I'm glad he is to be a ghost is the final song, the 10th song on this 10 song coping with the coronavirus playlist. That is all I have today. Uh, this is a strange episode. I don't really know how it turned out, quite honestly, uh, because I have a lot more things on my mind other than just the idea of curating playlists, which is really all I want to do. But there's there's bigger fish to fry right now. Uh, so I will leave you with this. This is the Orchestral albums podcast. And I'm your host, Case Low. If you'd like to reach out to the podcast in any way, I encourage you to do so on Instagram at Art School Albums. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can do it by Twitter or Instagram at the handle at underscore Case Low. Please be kind to one another, be careful with each other, uh, and I will talk to you next week on the Art School Albums podcast.